Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. All glory to God. We are ready now? Oh, okay. Let's give... Can anybody, everybody give God a clapping hand? Let's just can off. Give him wonderful God. Yes. Lord, we thank you that we're alive. We're here today, Lord. And Father, I thank you so much for my brethren, those who are here, those on the internet. Father, we have come again that you may teach us by your own spirit, Lord, my God, my Father, who is in heaven. I pray you, Lord, to quiet every voice that is not of you. Holy one who is in heaven, that in the end, only you will receive all the glory. Bless your children, Lord. Teach us, Lord, that we may walk that path that's pleasing to you. Say, Lord, take all the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. So I welcome everyone who is here. Thank you very much for coming. And all those on the internet, may the Lord also bless you. Thank you for all your comments coming from all over the world. We are very, very uh, encouraged that what the Lord is doing in your life. Today we're going to go because we, hopefully we can cover the series that we started almost what? Three, Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, yes. And that is what? Everybody, does everybody understand what that is? Being a true disciple. Coming from after India and Dubai. That was what the Lord wanted us to deal with. To equip us so that, number one, you can get up and boldly, without fear, and without compromise whatsoever, without looking left or right, defend the gospel, the true gospel and doctrine of Jesus Christ that cannot be watered down. It cannot be adulterated by anyone. And whoever tries to do so will not be left unpunished. And then secondly, that you may also be equipped to take this message, the word, the truth of Jesus Christ all over the world. Being equipped for it so that when you go out there, especially on mission, then you will know exactly how to really deal with it from experience we have had. So being a true disciple, hopefully by God's grace, I think we'll end it today. So there will be a roundup. And that roundup, is going, we're going to start with fulfilling the law of Jesus Christ. Any disciple, anyone who calls himself a disciple of Jesus Christ, that does not even have the understanding, the spiritual understanding of what the law of Jesus Christ is, will not really succeed. Fulfilling those laws of Jesus Christ. The law of Jesus Christ is what sets us apart. Please, let's just make sure we get it to understand. It's what distinguishes us. It's what makes us different. It's what actually what makes us what? The children of God. You see, it's not, remember I say this all the time, it's not what we say. It doesn't matter what we say in this life. I can come out now and tell you I'm, I'm bishop, I'm this and that, whatever I want to claim. You know, it is very easy for anybody to claim whatever you want to claim. I can call myself Archpope, whatever you want to call, call yourself. I'm just telling you right now. But there's only one thing. What I do, that will testify of me. It's not what I say. Give me John 10, 25, please. Let's start so that we can... John 10, 25. Yes. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works 
that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. This works. Remember last week, what did we do? What did we do? Good works. Different from what? The work, works of law. There are people who get confused every time they tell you, no, don't talk about this thing because it is not by works. Without works, without works, nobody will be justified. Listen to me. I'm talking about good works. The works of the law, nobody can be justified by the works of the law. Nobody can be saved by the works of the law. It is by grace that we are saved. But the moment we are saved by grace is a regeneration and transformation into the image of God to do good works. To do good works. Which starts from loving God, that's good works. Loving others, that's good work. Doing the work God has called us to do. Those are good works. That's why Christ said that whatever happens, everybody shall be rewarded what? According to what? Good works. And everywhere in Revelation, he keeps saying it works. I have seen your works. You church, whatever you are, I have seen your works. So we don't works right there. But he said that the works I do in my father's name, not what I say, those things, they bear witness of me. They do bear witness of me. When people will behold, according to Matthew 5, 16, they said, well, let your light shine so that people will behold the good works you are doing. And then when they behold the good works, not their good mouth, they will glorify your Father that is in heaven. Are we, are we all together? Because according to the scriptures, read me Matthew please, 7, 20. Matthew 7, 20. Yes. Therefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. By their fruits. By their fruits, you shall know them. Not by their flower, or how they dress, or whatever. I'm just telling you, by their fruits, you shall, you shall know them. And according to the same scripture, it tells us that a good tree can only produce good what? Fruit. There's no way a bad one can produce. It's not possible. And whoever does not produce good fruits, he said, I'll cut him down. It's just that way. They'll cut him down. So we did all that last week. But we come now to the what? The law of Jesus Christ. Number one is perfect love. Listen now. We have dealt with this before. And I'm, as it leads me, I will continue. Being perfect in love as your own master is. Remember two weeks ago we said you must walk as he did what? Okay. You must walk. You must be him. Because the scripture tells us that as he is, that's the way we're supposed to be. Yes. Those who are born of him. Read me First John, please, 417. 1 John 417. Yes. Love has been perfected among us in mm -hmm. this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is. That's the way we're supposed to be. If we are disciples walking with Christ, then he wants us to be as he is. Because when he was here, he was doing the will of the Father and walking in perfect harmony with the Father. Even all the way to, all the way to Genesis, you see Genesis 17.1. We always quote this thing. Where God told Abraham, Abraham, walk with me. If you want to walk with me, make sure you are what? You are perfect as I am. Be you holy for I am holy. That has been from the beginning. But the world doesn't want to hear it. They tell you this is a modern time. And you know this and that. Oh, things have moved on. Don't worry about it. But they forget about it. Ancient tough days, right? As old as you are. It's never going to change. Not for you. Not for me. 
The truth of God will never fail. Because God almost swore to it. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. He is God. So he wants us to be perfect as he is. And I don't have to read that, but you see, Matthew 5.48, he said, well, be you perfect. Be you perfect in what? Oh, God bless you. Because everything he was talking about was loving your enemies, loving your enemies. Then he came to the, the, the point. He said, be you perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Why would you be as heavenly father is perfect? Why would anybody? Why would we be as heavy, the heavenly father is perfect? Why would we? Kai, come on, tell me. What? Can't do it. So of your love. Read me Matthew 5.45, please. Matthew 5.45. Yes. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. That you may be sons. Because if I'm not as he is, then I am a son of somebody else. And God forbid, I'm sure that if I'm not as he is, I'm a son of the devil. Oh, I don't know how you want to put it because it's either that one or the other one. Read me first John, please, 310. First John 3.10. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil this are is, manifest. This is the differentiation right now. This is the distinction. The children of the devil, the children of God, yes? Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Nor is he who does not love his brother. This is, let's talk, get this thing right. Let's, we either have to be as he is, he said, because if we don't practice the way he is, Amos 3 we always have it, said two cannot work except to be what? In agreement. And he told us one thing, and we don't want to read it. He said, look, if you are not with me, you are what? Against me. But most of us think we can be against God, and that God will. In fact, you know the argument they said, God understands. God understands. God has been understanding for the longest time. That's why he sent his only begotten son. To die. And after that, he told us, look, there's no more excuse. Because we now, what? We know the truth. And we cannot hide from it anymore. So we're supposed to be as perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. And that is, now, if you look at, for the three past weeks, all we're talking about being the discipleship is all about the relationship with God. Now we're coming now perfect love for others. That's what I'm talking about here right now. We're coming now discipleship. You can be a disciple. You can do everything you want to do, say you're pleasing God. But as long as, as long as you're not perfect as God is in relationship with others, other human beings, you're not a true disciple. You're not a true disciple at all. So it has to be perfect unto others in love. And that is why he told us, it has been said in the old. Right? Give me Matthew, Matthew 5, please. Read all the way 21 to 24. Matthew 5, 21 to 24. Yes. You have heard that it was said to those of old, mm -hmm. you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. Yes. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. Mm -hmm. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar, and go your way. 
First be reconciled to your brother mm -hmm. and then come and offer your gift. Whoever hates anybody, who is your brother? Anybody. Whoever hates anyone or has not forgiven anyone is a murderer. And he has not known God, he has not seen God, I can tell you right now, and he's not been born again of God. Whoever does that have not been born again. Read me first John, please. Four, seven to eight. First John four, seven to eight. Yes. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God. Is born of God, and, yes. And knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. For God is love. Read me first John three fifteen, please. First John 3.15. Yes. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. No murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We'll not take that much time, but this is what I'm telling you right now. If you've been walking every day and every day, you're trying to say you're trying to please God. And there still remains one single person that you hate. The Spirit of God has not come in. When the Spirit of God comes in, you will be in tears when you see somebody hurting you even. In tears of asking God, have mercy on this person. You know, Lord, he doesn't even know what he's doing. If he does, he will not do I tell you right now, if anyone actually knows God, he will not do any evil. I'm saying actually knows God. He will not do any evil against you. But remember one thing we said, be you perfect as your heavenly father is what? But how was it perfect? If you look at John 3, 16, he said what? He said, Lord, God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. And if you look at John 15, 12 and 13, he said, this is a new commandment I'm giving you now. Love one another as I love you. And then 13 said, there is no greater love than this. That one gave. So you know one thing? Before you start arguing about how do you love your enemies, you better think about the one who loved you when you were actually his enemy. Remember Romans 5, 8 to 10. He said what? Why you are we sinners? Why you are with my enemies and killing me? I came and died for you. That's why he gave us a commandment. And that is actually the law of Christ. Read me John 13, 34 to 35. If that law is missing, we're not a disciple of Jesus Christ. John 14, 34 to 35. Is it 13? What? John 13, 13 34 to 35. 34 Sorry. to 35. A new commandment I give to you, yes. that you love one another, mm -hmm. as I have loved you, that you also love one that another. That you also love one another. By so, the, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Sorry. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So if you don't have one for one another, what does that mean? Is a disciple. You don't know him and you're not him at all. So getting through that, that is why I tell you right now, everyone here listen, we've been going through this for over three years now. I know in this very fellowship by God's grace it may be different. Most of the things I'm going to be discussing today may not really be so applicable. But those listening and even some of us still today, because the Lord has showed me that some of us up to today no matter whatever we said, you still hang on. If anyone ever 
kneels down and prays against any human being. Are you following me now? All those yeah, dangerous, dangerous prayers that they, they normally pray. All those on the internet, listen to me. All those, what? Holy Ghost fire, kill my enemy, whatever it may be. Anybody who's doing it is praying against his soul. It's praying against his soul. Because that person is contrary to Christ. Jesus Christ. Some of us, some people argue and say, no, 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 but it didn't mean that. Way. But we call ourselves Christians. A Christian is a follower, is a disciple, is a student of Jesus Christ. Is one, one with Christ. So if I practice anything contrary to the doctrine and gospel of Christ, I am not of him. So those prayers only brings death. And that's what the one, okay, read me, you are looking at me, read me Ezekiel, please. Ezekiel 25, 12 to 17. Ezekiel 25, from 12 to 17. Yes. Thus says the Lord God, because of what Edom did against the house of Judah, by taking vengeance. By taking what? Vengeance. Yes. And has greatly offended by avenging itself on them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will also stretch out my hand against Edom, cut off man and beast from it, and make it desolate from Teman. Dedan shall fall by the sword. Let's stop right there because of time. When you have time, you read all that. But why would God punish Edom? They took vengeance. I know that. It's, it's said there. It's obvious. Huh? The what? Because, see, God told us from the beginning, he said, leave vengeance. Please get into, let me get into all our head, please, in our heart. Leave vengeance. Now, for a child of God, born of God, it is your spiritual obligation to ask God, even though you may say, vengeance is mine. Lord, please, have mercy on a lost soul. He doesn't know what he's doing. That's the same thing that the Christ did on the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I went to one church, and I'm telling you, the, 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 the pastor was just all over the place saying, those people who do all the wrong things they do, they know what they're doing. You see, when Christ said that, Father, they don't know what they're doing, it doesn't apply to those ones. Because all these people, they actually know what they're doing. In the flesh, Anyone who's doing evil knows he's doing evil. Am I, am I with you right now? But spiritually, one doing evil does not know he's doing evil because he's lost. You know why? He does not know God. He doesn't know love. He doesn't have love. If he has love and have God, he will not do what he's doing. So that's what you need to understand. That you're now the light of the world. Let your light so shine. You who is actually the light, then show the way. You who is the physician, heal the sick. That's what we are called to do. That's why he said the Son of Man didn't come to destroy. He came to do what? To seek that which is lost. That's our job. Ask the Spirit of God to give you that. And remove any other thing. Because you know one thing? As long as that heart remains, you will never be pure. And as long as there's no purity of the heart, you will not see God. Matthew 5, 8 told us what? Blessed are the pure ones in heart. For that the only ones who shall see God. And that is why God was so adamant in Genesis 4.15, right? Remember when the, the, who? Cain killed Abel, right? Killed Abel. And God said, Cain, that's the end of you. Get away. You are cursed. And Cain was crying. The punishment is too bad. 
Teacher, I put this evil mark on me. Anyone who saw me or who would do what? Kill me. And God says what? Genesis 4.15. Yes. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. It is not the will of God that any human being should perish. And let me tell you one thing. The one you p we pray against today, how do you know that tomorrow God will not change the person? That is why Paul was warning us, said, well, don't judge before what? Anybody, come on, don't tell me that. Before the time. Before the time. And why? Because time is in the hands of God. And therefore, he's the only one who knows when actually a change will occur. Leave that into his hand and worry about saving your own soul and others. When you consign that. The second one we're going to go to right now. The second law of Christ. Submission. You must, as a disciple of Christ, please listen to me. That's one of the big tests of brokenness. You must submit to spiritual and delegated authority. Wherever it may be found. That's the first thing you need to do. Always submit to each other. No matter whatever, even the, the, even the youngest and the smallest ones submit to. Respect one another. Husband, wives, submit to each other in the way that God has put it according to that and things will go well. Give me Ephesians 5.21, please. Ephesians 5.21. Yes. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Can anybody tell me why is it in the fear of God? Because no human being deserves submission. No human being deserves submission. That's, 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 that's the response of an accountant. Go ahead. I mean, why would, God, why would we actually submit to any whatever authority in fear of God? Why do we, what is the fear of God? What is the fear of God? To depart from evil. Whatever you do, listen to me. Whatever you do, make sure all your actions are blameless. Without what? Offense. Listen now. Remember, Christ practiced that and showed us an example. At a certain point, people came to him and demanded why wouldn't he pay tax, right? Or tribute. Remember? And he told Peter to go ahead and cast the the net and the first fish you will get. Get out there and pay them. What, why does he tell, what does he tell Peter? Give to Caesar what is No, no, no. He said so that, so that you don't offend anyone. God bless you. Give to Caesar what is That's another answer he gave. He said, so that we don't offend them, just pay them the money. Now, let me put this. Every single person here you are called by God for a specific purpose. The calling of God, let me tell you, is actually separate but all equal. There is no Lord. And let me tell you what about people in ministries. I tell some pastors and they can't believe me. It's like, what are you talking about? The calling of God or the ministry or church of God is not a mom and pop operation. It's not for you to build an empire. It's not for you to make money. When that comes, you are failed. You are not serving God. You are serving money and you are serving the devil. 
It is not for you to plan and say, okay, this is an inheritance my children will take over. Let me tell you one thing. Anyone who will take over will be the one that God has anointed and called to take over. Not the one I have made my own selection. Otherwise, my flesh will be speaking because I'm trying to protect what? My inheritance. I have no inheritance except in the Lord. So the calling every single person is separate. The same spirit going. But they're all equal. When you have time, read 1 Corinthians 12. You go from 1 to 31. You can see where it's saying that everything is the same spirit doing the same thing. And in all things, there is no way you can cut off one. And the whole will never be. It's not possible. So you respect one another. You submit one another in whatever area they're doing. For example, right now, if you look at the CD area, if I want to go to the CD area, I'll submit to Ify. If I go there and say, well, okay, you know, I'm here. Whatever I can do, I just do whatever I want to do. It will not work. One day, it will fly on my face. But I should give everyone that respect. Are you following what I'm talking about right now? This was practiced in India and Dubai. It was unbelievably perfect. But I want to let everyone know this. Submit to also delegated authority. Submit to every legitimate organ of the government. Are you following me? Do that. Read me Romans 2, 13, please. 1 to 5. I know this one provoked some controversy. The first time was about three years ago. And Senator was arguing with me, but right now he knows, he knows best. Romans 13, 1 to 5. Yes. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. Mm -hmm. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, mm -hmm. but to evil. Yes. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but for, also for, for conscience, conscience sake. sake. For his name's sake, you should submit. Nevertheless, let me tell you this, because of time. God will always have someone to be, what, at the head. I want you to know that. But that person who's at the head is a head servant. Call him a head servant. He better know he's a servant. That's why he said, whatever you he said, serve the Lord with fear and what? Trembling. Whenever you think that, you know why? Because at a certain point, if you don't take time, you get to a point where actually pride takes over. And that's what is killing many people. You forget one thing, that they are not the Lord. According to first, we don't have time now. If you look at first Peter 5, you go to 1, 2, what, 5, or even 9. You see what he's talking about? Don't be the Lord. But all serve together as the children of God. And then whatever you do, accept chastisement. This one, I'm telling you, I'm just advising you right now. Accept chastisement from your own brother or sister with thanksgiving. Accept it. From this very day, stop ever being defensive. You will never walk, you will not walk out. Defensiveness is for lawyers, what I used to be. 
But I can tell you right now is this. Let your yea be what? Yea and your name no. Because any other thing that's beyond that is a problem. Acceptancement with joy. You know, because with God, chastisement is love. One loves you to tell you this is a godly chastisement for you to follow. An example of it, we've seen it what in Galatians 2. If you look at Galatians 2, 11 to 14, you see exactly what happened to Paul. Paul confronted Peter. Peter, what you did was wrong. You know, before this time you were eating with the Gentiles, all of a sudden you are a hypocrite. You turned around. But there's something that Peter did, I told you, that I really admire. Peter never answered. Peter took the chastisement and moved on. You know why? It's only God that justifies. So always listen to advice because whenever you are chastised and you don't listen, maybe God is chastising the person. He said, the day will come when I will put an end to that person without remedy. Read me Proverbs. Kai. 29.1, please. Proverbs 29.1. Yes. He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Always be ready to listen. Always be ready and ask the Spirit of God to show you. And then that will help you in whatever you do. Now, let me talk about submission. If you submit to a wrong doctrine, oh, this is, please, that this is, if I... If this, after this, I stop, I stop. If you submit to a wrong doctrine or false doctrine, if you submit to a manipulative, deceptive, and lying doctrine, if you submit to money doctrine, if you submit to a false prophet, the one who submits to false prophets will surely get the domination of the false prophet. I want everybody to know it happened. God, God cannot miss it. Anyone who does, knowingly and intentionally, you know you haven't seen the truth, or you should have known the truth. But yet, some of us still do it. I pray that none of us will ever be victim to all these things happening around now. All these false prophecies, all this manipulation and lies, putting fears in minds of people. Whoever does so, God said, I will punish the person. So, cost is the one who ever deceives in the name of the Lord. Total cost. But woe unto him who is deceived. But cost is the deceiver and the deceiver. If the deceived knowingly invites who? The deceiver. And did you get that picture right? If ignorantly I don't know anything and somebody deceives me, woe unto me because I don't have any knowledge. Are you, are you trying to? And God will have mercy. But if I say I know the truth, because if you look at John 15, 22, it says, if I have not come, then they have no what? Yes, but now they have no more excuse. So if one knows the truth or should have known the truth, how can one should have known the truth? Can anybody tell me how someone should have known the truth? Hmm? The person is in Christ. The person is in Christ. How should you? I said, you know the truth or you should have known the truth. Do you know that this thing is available? Yeah. Do you know it's available? You can read it and just do exactly what Christ said we should do. But after reading it, you ignore it. 
and you let somebody to come who has the spirit of the devil to deceive you and manipulate you and take money from you, then the punishment of that deceiver will also be yours. Read me Jeremiah 14, 14 to 16, please. Jeremiah 14, 14 to 16. Yes. And the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. Mm -hmm. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, whom I did not send, and who say, sword and famine will not be in this land. Mm -hmm. By sword and famine, those prophets shall be consumed. And the people to whom they and prophesy... And the people to whom they Please listen. Yes? shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. And they will have no one to bury them. No one. Them, nor their wives, their sons, nor their daughters. For I will pour their wickedness on them. Read me Jeremiah 23, 34, please. The punishment of a false person, if you follow, even if at all you follow a wrong doctrine in a church, whatever it is that you're following, you better open your eyes. Don't come here. This is not a church. You want to come and listen to the truth, that's fine. But if you know that what's being practiced or what is being said is not in accordance with the will of God or whatever it is, run away. Flee from that place, otherwise the punishment. Do you have that? Yes. Jeremiah 23, 34. And as for the prophet and the priest and the people who say the oracle of the Lord, I will even punish that man. Now, let's stop right. The prophet and who? The, the, people, the people. Everyone. When the Lord cleans the temple, when he cleans the temple and cleans that place, what? He cast away who? Those who are buying and those who are selling. Both. And that is why, if you look at, we don't have time now, first, if you look at 1 Timothy 6, 3 to 5, he said what? Paul was saying everything. First doctrine is going to come, he said, you better, child of God, withdraw and flee from false doctrine. Otherwise, you'll be what? A partaker. And if you look at Ephesians 5, if you look at all the way 6 to 17, I don't have time for that to read it now. It tells you that don't even be a partaker of anything that is of darkness. Because if you participate in anything that is of darkness, then of course you are of darkness. And you cannot have fellowship with God. Because First John 1, 5 to 7 tells us that this is what we know about this God. God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. And if anyone says what? That he knows God, but still oppressed in darkness, so, if anyone says he knows God and still be deceived, if anyone said that, he said, that is not true. It does not have fellowship with God. It doesn't have fellowship with God. And in John, 2 John, please. Verse 9 to 11. 2 John 9 to 11. Yes. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. Mm -hmm. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, if anyone comes here and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. You see, somebody might say, oh, okay, Ezekiel was the Old Testament. This is all new. That's why he goes from there. If anyone shares this, a partaker of the same thing. You know why? If you know that I'm a thief, 
and you buy a stolen good from me, you are a thief. And did I get that summary very, I mean, you know, is it the same thing? You know this is what is going on in the truth, and you're there. That's why God said, you know one thing? Even in this world right now, when I was in Africa, like in Nigeria, I said, you know one thing? I was standing there, and the Lord said, what? I have set a lying spirit upon these people. They want to believe in lies? So be it. And the lies have not even started right now. So be it. You know why? Because they have no more excuse. After knowing the truth, you turn away from it and being deceived. So read me. Let's, 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 let's read 2 Thessalonians, please. 2. 2 Thessalonians 2. 7-11. 7-11. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Mm -hmm. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth mm -hmm. and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, with all signs, yes. and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe that the they lie. they should believe in lie. Since they want to believe in lie, they should believe in lie. I'm going to leave that right now and go to the third one. Oneness. Wherever any group, I, I think this has been one area we were so blessed in this fellowship. I've never seen it anywhere. And I, I, I think many people have testified they've never seen it anywhere before. The oneness of spirit, oneness of mind, and oneness of soul. To have that actually means understanding what the mission is and whose mission it is. The mission and the work you have in this fellowship and any other place you go into the kind of God is God's. The business is God's. There should not be any room for envy. There should not be any room for comparison. If you look at the scriptures, those who compare themselves to what, with each other, they are what? They are not wise. And that's what we do a lot in our community. We compare. And sometimes we get ourselves into trouble. A lot of times we go and buy what we don't want to buy because we're comparing with other people, but we don't know one thing that that makes us fools when we do that. No murmuring, no complaining. People in oneness. Without oneness, there's no discipleship because oneness is the perfection of bond of God. Can you read me John 17, please? 21 to 23. John 17, 21 to 23. Yes, we are blessed here, really. That they all may be one. That they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. Mm -hmm. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one, just as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. As I said, we'll be so lucky and so blessed, not lucky, we'll be so blessed in this fellowship. Wherever you are, wherever you go, if there's discord and conflict, I don't even have time now. If you go ahead and you read James, you start talking about James telling you, you know, where there is discord and conflict, there's all evil things there. Wherever there is discord, wherever there's all that gossip going, you know, we're so blessed, I'm telling you. 
then God is not there. Where there's no peace, God is not there because he's a prince of peace. Because without love, peace cannot be. That's why he started without perfect love. He has to be there, walking in. The last one, which is the four, that's not the last word I'm going to talk about. It's actually what? Bearing each other's burden. Galatians 6, please, 2. Galatians 6, 2. Yes. Bear one another's burdens mm -hmm. and so fulfill the law That's the of way Christ. to fulfill the law of Christ. Read me Romans 12, 15. Romans 12, 15. Yes. Rejoice with those who rejoice mm -hmm. and weep with those who weep. Why do you have to do that? Why do we have to do that? Because We're sharing their what? Their burden. Whatever that is their burden is also what? Our own. Where is that? First Corinthians, please, 12, 26. First Corinthians 12, 26. I think so. And if one member suffers, mm -hmm. all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. With it. Now, we, we, I say again, we're so blessed. See, so blessed in this place. And I pray God to continue to bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, there are other four things. Now, I'm going to say the roundup very quickly because of the time. Number one, or A, you want to call it, we finish about four now. So we go, <laughs> we go to A, faithfulness. Without faithfulness, one can never be a good disciple of Christ. You must be faithful unto death if you want to but even before that something that i want to make sure that when you go on a mission wherever you go as a disciple you need to learn we get to that we get to all of four of them is one be always aware whenever you are weary or tired or frustrated or hungry in serving god be always be aware when when you see yourself so tired and frustrated you must make a covenant with your mouth and your eye and your heart. Let me put it there right now. Let's turn it around. Make a covenant, first of all, with your eyes. It is when you are tired, weary, and frustrated and hungry, it's when you are the most vulnerable. That's the time now the test comes. Have you been broken enough to really resist anything? When you are very tired, if you look at Matthew 4, we don't have time, even 2 to 3, you see the temptation of Jesus Christ. It was after 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, and he became so hungry. That's when the enemy comes and said, if you are actually the son of God. Can you believe that? Many of us would have just said, well, let me show you I'm the son of God. And then we'll be obeying the devil. And that happens everywhere. I'm telling you right now. Okay? When you are tired, when you are weary, when you are frustrated, that's the time. And Job got it right. Said what is the covenant? Read me Job 31, please. One. Job 31, one. Yes. I have made a covenant with my eyes. Yes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? Now let's change woman. No, no, no. Let's change woman and say, why then would I ever be distracted? Listen to me. If you're on a mission, if you're on a mission, there's only one thing that's very important. Remember what Paul told Timothy. In 2 Timothy 2, 
You go from three, even to six, when you have time. He said, Timothy, as a soldier, you should never be distracted. No matter whatever is going on, never you be distracted. Know what the mission is. Know one thing, if God has ordained it that you should do it, know one thing, no matter whatever the enemy does, that the gate of hell shall not prevail. Eventually God will, but, but at the same time, God may watch and say, is my child growing? Are you following what I'm talking about right now? So when that is tired and weary, make a confident in your eye that nothing will distract you. On that mission must be accomplished. Then guard everything that comes from your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says what? Guard your heart with diligence. Because out of this heart, right now when you're in trouble, are the issues of all what? Of life. But then whatever you do, at that point, please zip up your mouth. Zip it short, don't utter anything, but whatever you are doing, even if I told you zip it up, then search yourself. Make sure your heart and your mouth are in agreement. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about right now? Okay, then make sure you walk in harmony and never be distracted. No? Faithfulness. We go to faithfulness. Without that, let me tell you one thing about faithfulness. Always, wherever you go, whether I'm here or not, make sure God selects the people who are faithful. People went to India and Dubai that was so faithful to God. An unfaithful person is a cause. There is a difference between faithfulness, even in your business, whatever you are doing, wherever you are, please always ask God to give you people who are faithful. Not people who are able. There's a difference between faithfulness and ability. Most people, even in what? In the body of Christ, will always target those who are able. You know, this person has a lot. He will help me to Im improve or to prosper. You know what? If you are called by God and you're looking at the things of this world and someone who is going to help you, you're not called by God. Because there's one who can do all things that no human being can do. So sometimes we make that mistake, and churches do that, they will go ahead and say, oh, this person has a lot of things, oh, he will help us. And then when the day comes, when there's a disagreement, the able man will destroy the place. But a faithful man will do. He's not here for Zurumba. He's only here, what? To suck from God, with or without Zurumba. That's a faithful person. That's why Proverbs is telling us that this person is difficult to find. Read me Proverbs 26, please. Proverbs 26 or 26? 20, verse 6. 26. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? That's a good question, right? Who can find a faithful man? <laughs> Read me Proverbs 25, 19, please. Proverbs 20. Five, Confidence in an unfaithful man in That's time cool. of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. Have you ever had, I mean, have you ever had a very bad tooth? Very, 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 so bad. And the foot is out of joint. It's so painful. Somebody who's unfaithful can ruin everything. Please always pray. That you walk even in your business, wherever you are, as a disciple of God. Someone who's faithful. That will execute that which God has given to him. 
we will stop here because of time. I think just because of some clip we're going to have. But I pray that the Lord Almighty God will visit you this evening, bless you, and continue to really perfect you as a true disciple of his. May your name be written in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.